And we are back at it. Yes, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale to call in. You have job concerns, employment concerns, severance concerns. You've been laid off. Anything, harassment, all that stuff. We'll cover it all here on this show. All you have to do is call that number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. It's Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And we'll get to this as well in just a bit. That would be the severance pay calculator first though my brother we start on wednesday night with the week that was how were things hey johnny really uh, really great to be back and uh, really excited to uh, to mm-hmm. talk about the employment law and workplace rights and uh, let's uh, have some good chats here and, and solve some problems so uh, you know you've been you've been waiting to ask your question don't wait any longer we're here till eight o'clock this eve and we're not just here because uh, we don't have anything better to do. We're here because we want to help. We want to answer questions. Uh, we want to help. We want to inform and educate. So, hey, give us, uh, give us a shot. Let's talk about your workplace rights. Maybe your boss did something, said something. Maybe your employer made some sort of an announcement about uh, the company, about your uh, position in the company, and you don't know if that's right. You don't know if uh, you're supposed to respond to it. Well, you know what? No, no point guessing anymore. The problem with guessing is uh, you may make the wrong decision ultimately and, and then regret what you've done. So let's get, get it right the first time. Give us a call before 8 and, and let's uh, have that discussion. And to get us ready for this, uh, let, let me talk about a couple of situations that I saw over the past uh, few days where hopefully some of uh, you listening out there will, uh, will be able to identify with them. So first situation involved a gentleman that called me. Uh, he had worked for a company for many years, over 20 years, uh, but recently uh, would, had to be off for a serious back uh, surgery. And his employer, or sorry, his doctor provided him with a letter for his employer saying that the recovery time for this type of surgery was anywhere from two to three months. So he provided the note to the, to the employer saying, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be hopefully off only three months, but you should know that it could be as long as that. Yep. Well, right there on the spot, the employer said, well, I, I can't uh, manage uh, for, for three months uh, here without you, so you're not, you don't have a job when you come back. Hmm. And sure, sure enough, John, when uh, this play employee went off, he got a termination letter, his record of employment, saying that he no longer works there. And, you know, very nice thing to do when he's about to go for some serious surgery. And uh, he called me. He called me right after, uh, you know, the the dust settled a bit. And he wanted to know what his entitlements were and does he have any rights and was his employer right to do what it did. Well, John, of course, the employer was absolutely wrong here. An employee does have a right to be off on a medical leave. doesn't matter if it's for a week, a month, a year, even longer than that, as long as it is needed to be better. The fact that it may be difficult for the employer to manage does not relieve the employer from the obligation to keep the job open. Now, in some situations, the employer may have to hire a replacement and there won't be a job available when the employee comes back. But uh, that's only a decision the employer can make down the road. In this case, the employer knew how long the employee is going to be off, somewhere between two to three months. It could have made arrangements to manage for those two to three months. And instead, it decided to just end the, the employment. So not only is this a wrongful dismissal, but this is a clear human rights violation as well. That's completely and utterly illegal. So this employer screwed up really big time. So what, what does this mean? What does the lesson there for employees out there? The lesson is very clear and very simple. As long as a doctor says you need to be off for medical reasons, you can be off. Sometimes it's for a day or two. Sometimes it's for a year or two, frankly. 
The employer can't end the relationship just because you're on medical leave. You cannot be let go because you're sick, because you have to take time off work. If you are let go in that situation, that's illegal. You have to give me a call. Let's not uh, let employers get away with that. It's, it's wrong. Little sidebar to something you just said there. You know, you said uh, sometimes if there's no job when that person comes back. At that point, would the employer have to pay the person that was off full compensation? Uh, the the employer would uh, uh, have to pay the the person that's off. Yes, you would have to pay off uh, compensation to the employee right. uh, when the employee uh, comes back. But if if the employee employer hires someone in the meantime, they may hire them on a fixed term contract, and they would only yeah. have to hire them for that period of time. So there's various options that the employer has in this situation, and it doesn't relieve it from its obligation to to provide accommodation uh, and to keep the job open to the employee off on a leave. 416-870-6400-640 on cell, and we'll get to our first call of tonight. Uh, Brian, if I can just latch on to him here. Oh, sorry. Let me do this. There we go. Skulls is messing up the buttons already. It's Wednesday. Been a long day. Hey, Brian. How you doing, brother? Not bad. Uh, I'm a DZ driver, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm applying for a job. I've submitted my uh, driver's abstract, CVOR, had a couple interviews, and... Uh, and then I went and did a road test, and I guess the final stage is there's a, a drug test, and I was just wondering what, what my rights are. So they're asking for a drug test as a precondition to you getting a job. That's correct. Well, he, the interesting thing is they're not actually allowed to do that, okay? Huh. They are allowed to impose drug tests in certain situations, but not as a precondition. Uh, to, to finding a job, you know, in certain situations where there's concerns about uh, whether the person is uh, under the influence, etc., perhaps. Mm-hmm. But in this situation, probably not. So, you know, you're in a difficult situation because, yes, what they're doing is something they're not allowed to do, but you want the job. So, I mean, you may want to talk to them about it, uh, but if they insist, you have a decision to make. You can call them on it and potentially get into a bit of a of a legal fight you probably won't get the job maybe there'll be some compensation we can talk about maybe or uh or, or you do it and, and and take the job i mean it's your call but strictly speaking are they allowed to do that no brian the answer is is not they're not allowed to do that i guess my concern is like i'm, I'm licensed and i use cannabis for for pain and i've been using cannabis for many years now uh, I passed the driver's test without any issues, and I always yeah. use cannabis, and uh, so it just it seems like, uh, you know, I'm, you know, they're going to probably turn yeah. me down. And in, in a way, that could be discrimination in the sense that if you have a medical condition that requires you to take uh, the cannabis, and as a result of that, you, 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 you can't uh, be hired or they won't hire you, that could be discrimination as long as you're otherwise able to do the job. So, yeah, it, it may be something, I mean, you may want to discuss this with them, but strictly speaking, they're not allowed to do that. If you lose your job as a result of this, give me a call. Let's talk about that. Uh, but they're not allowed to do that. And you, I, I don't envy you. I understand this is a tough situation. Brian, moving forward, it's a 1-855-821-5900 or Lior at employmenthour.com. We'll take a short break here. I see you there, Matt. Hang on. We'll get to you and you as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Employment Hour on Wednesday night, just getting all revved up right here on Talk Radio, AM 640. That is the number to call. We'd love to talk to you tonight, Lior at employmenthour.com, or your questions, your concerns. We'll have them on right until 8 o'clock tonight. In that regard, Matt, good evening. Good evening, guys. How are you? Good, pal. What's uh, what's happening with you tonight? Well, so I'm, a, I'm an employer in the construction industry, mm-hmm. and we hired a, a laborer 
And whenever we hire labor, we, we usually hire them on like a one-week trial just to see how they work. You right. know, do they move around or just stand around waiting for things to happen? So we hired a gentleman. He basically worked us for basically about two days. On day two, uh, he got injured carrying something in the morning. Worked the entire day. Didn't contact us to say that he was injured until the next day. He didn't show up, said he's going to go to the doctor. That's fine. Didn't show up the next day either. Said that he was coming in the fifth day and never showed up. They never contacted us until the sixth day. On the sixth day in the evening, he finally contacted us uh, saying that he needs x-rays. He's got a dislocated disc, something along those lines. And um, that's basically where the story goes now. So we have to file, obviously, a Form 7, I believe, with WSIB. Yep. I feel like we're stuck between a rock and a hard place, and I feel that this was more of a ploy. <clears throat> Again, this is just my personal feeling, based on some information that we heard through some of our other uh, laborers that worked with him on the job site. Right, and and I understand exactly, the, and I've had calls like this and discussions like this with many employers, uh, and, and, and this is not a, a simple situation, and there's no simple solutions, but, but let's break this down a bit. With respect to uh, WSIB, uh, they're going to make their own determination, and they're not in the business of just paying people because they said that they're injured. So WSIB mm -hmm. is going to make its own determination as to whether this guy, number one, is actually injured, and number two, whether the injury happened in the workplace. And, and they're very good at making those determinations. They don't take that lightly. So yeah. it's not likely that he's going to be able to, quote, unquote, cheat them. Now, that aside, that aside, uh, from, the, from your perspective directly, as long as he has a, a legitimate doctor's note saying that he needs to be off work, then he can be off work. It doesn't mean that you can't run your business and do what you need to do, even replacing him. If, if you need to replace him at this point, i.e. hire someone else, well, that's what you need to do to run your business. If and when he says, I'm ready to come back to work, you need to take a good look to see if you can legitimately bring him back. And if you can, you should. If you cannot legitimately uh, bring him back, then we're in a termination situation, given the fact that this guy worked for you for a day or two or whatever it is, or, you know, well, he's still considered an employee, but he certainly has not been a long service employee. Yeah. Your termination uh, obligations to him are not going to be substantial. So you're not going to owe much. I mean, we can talk off air if you want about how much you, you would owe, if anything, but it won't be much. So from your perspective, you do what you need to do to run your business, uh, leave WSIB to, to WSIB, and, of mm -hmm. course, uh, when he's ready to come back to work, when he's cleared from a doctor, if you do have a position, you should take him. You don't want to be in violation of the Human Rights Code. Take if him. you don't legitimately, then uh, it's a termination. I understand. Now, doesn't that increase my premiums as a WSIB insurer or you know, insurer or whatnot? Doesn't that, doesn't if that increase they my rates? If they determine that it's valid, then yes, yes, it would. But like I said, they're not just going to determine that it's valid for no reason. And you'll have an opportunity to tell your side of the story if you have information. But they're not in the business of just paying people because they said they're injured. Trust me on that. So yeah. hopefully if the guy is a fraud, I don't know if he is, if he is, hopefully they'll they'll do what they need to do not to pay him. Uh, uh, but yes, if it's legitimate and they determine that's legitimate, it would increase your premiums. Matt, uh, moving forward, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. If you need to get a hold of Lior, that would be the number. And uh, another one here, Ken. Good evening. How are you, Ken? Good evening, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. No worries. Uh, just, just a question, and I know that you guys are always saying that, and I heard it on the commercial just before you guys came back. Right. That the labor board cannot give you your full entitlement, or cannot get you your full entitlement. 
with Leo having the program, I'm sure that there's been an algorithm established. So what's the reason that the uh, Labour Board cannot get you your full entitlement? Excellent question. Well, that's an excellent question, Ken. The reason why they can't is because the Labour Board is, is tasked with enforcing the Employment Standards Act only. And the Employment Standards Act provides for minimums. So they're, they're the only thing that they're, they have the power to do is to get you your minimum entitlements, not your full entitlements. And your minimum entitlements are a small fraction of what you're actually owed. So because the Ministry of Labor only can enforce the statute, the minimum entitlements, that's all they can do. Now, I'm, I understand that. The problem I have is that they don't tell people, by the way, you may have other entitlements. We can help you with those. So they essentially mislead people by saying, yes, you're owed two weeks pay, when in fact someone may be owed six months pay. Two weeks is just their minimum. So unfortunately, they can't help the person. They don't help the person. And not only that, if you file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor because you lost your job, then you give up your rights to pursue your full entitlements. That's why we say on the show, even on the commercials, that not only can't they help you, you shouldn't even ask them for help because by asking them for help, you could lose all your entitlements. So the government cheats you out of your money in many, many ways then. Just another way, my friend, yeah, and, and I've talked about this before, and this is not a, a liberal versus conservative thing. It's just the reality that, that we have currently with our employment laws, and, and, and it's not good. It really isn't. Appreciate that call, Ken. We'll take a short break. Uh, for everyone else, stay on the line. We will get to you, and if you want to call in, you have a similar question or a completely different one, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Employment Hour, Talk Radio. AM 640. When we are not on the air, 1-855-821-5900 to get hold of Lior at the firm. Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com is where you want to go via email. Uh, Tina, good evening. Thanks for hanging in. How are you? Hi, Tina. Hey, Tina. Tina. Tina's uh, asleep at the wheel, I think. We'll try Matt. Hey, Matt. How are you, pal? Hey, pretty good. How you guys doing? Good, man. What's going on with you? Good. Okay. So bear with me for a second. Uh, sure. First of all, I'm a federally regulated employee. Now, my question is, um, can the employer uh, condone the behavior of an employee and in doing so alter the terms of the employment over time? So uh, are you talking if the employer lets the employee do something and then yeah. over time that becomes a term of employment? Yeah, exactly. So I would, yeah, so I would I'll give hire- you an example. Go ahead. No, okay, go ahead. okay, so I was hired uh, with just a cookie-cutter employment agreement saying eight hours a day, five days a week. Right. Now, that was, that was five years ago, but I was actually told when I started the job, get the job done, however long it takes you, you go home with the amount that we're giving you. Now, five years later, it's only taken me five, five and a half hours a night to do my job. Now, I've spoken right. to the employer because I'm, I'm in a situation at the end of September where they're trying to switch me to eight-hour days um, – from night to morning, and I'm, I'm refusing. Mm-hmm. So I spoke to the employer, and let's just say he was not very happy um, that, I, that I only complete the job in five to five and a half hours a night. But, I mean, throughout the term of my employment, it was all out in the open. Absolutely, and, and that's a very good point. And, in fact, the example I was going to give would, would have had to do with hours of work. So what happens is if you – you do something for a while and the employer lets you do it, that becomes a term of employment, even though that may be different than what you originally agreed to do in the employment agreement. And once it becomes a term of employment, the employer is not allowed to change it. 
They can't say, well, now we don't like what we've been doing for the past, whatever, five years. Now we want to change it. So that means that you, you're right. You're well within your rights to say, no, that's, that's not good enough. And if they say, well, too bad, we're doing it anyway, then you can treat that potentially as a constructive dismissal. In other words, they would have changed the terms of employment. You have the option potentially to treat that as a termination and leave and get your full severance. So that's an option that you have, and you should consider doing that, of course. Of course, if you were in that situation and you think, okay, I'm going to treat this as a constructive dismissal, I want you to call me before you do anything. I don't want you quitting without speaking to me first, but this is a very good call, and you absolutely would have uh, the right to treat that as a constructive if they change the deal that way. Okay, thanks a lot, Lior. Appreciate Thank that you. call, Matt, and we'll get to uh, John. Hi, John. Good evening. Hi. Yeah, the guy that was looking for a job with a DZ license. Yes. Um, I've been in the trucking business for 28 years, and the uh, guy that uh, was giving the exam or um, giving the guy advice, you'd have to ask if it's a federally, uh, like a federal carrier that crosses the border, because if he crosses the border. He won't. He he won't be allowed to cross the border, or he won't be allowed to be hired if he's using marijuana. That is one point. So you're saying it's because in the, in the U.S. they won't let him in in the uh, in the the country. Well, the, com- the the company is obligated to follow, follow federal law, and the thing is, right. if that truck, if that trucking company, whether they have straight trucks, because he's a DZ driver, I'm an AZ, so I cross the border. Mm-hmm. But if they do have a truck that does cross the border, they have to follow under international law. And the thing is, so that would cause him not to have a job. Huh. And well, that is... Let me clear. It would be international law, but if, if there's a requirement by the U.S. government that you're not allowed to cross the border if you, I don't know, if, if you're doing legal cannabis... If that is a requirement, then yes, that would be a different situation. That has to do with the U.S. law, not international law or Canadian law. I yes. am not aware, and, and, and you know, maybe it is the case, of, of there being such a law that says if you have legal uh, uh, a license and you're doing cannabis legally, then uh, you can't cross the border. If I'm wrong on that, then the employer may have the option to require it because it's a requirement of the job because he's crossing the border. So that may be the case. Appreciate your call, John. I see more on there. We'll get to you all as we take a short break, a short pause here on the Employment Hour, 416-870-6400. Star 640 is the number you want to use to get on here and uh, have your say before 8 o'clock. In addition to tonight, we do Monday nights here in the Employment Hour at 7 o'clock with Lior and partner David Vaughn and, of course, the weekend shows as well. So there's always something to listen to, something to call in for and email and get your uh, questions answered. Corey, thanks for hanging in through the break. How are you, pal? What's going on? Hi. Um, I've been with my current employer since May of last year, and I'm actually have given my notice that I'm changing jobs at the end of next week. Um, I have only I started received before about eight hundred dollars in holiday pay, but I've made about one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, and they're telling me it's because I didn't take my holidays. They're not paying me my holiday pay. Oh, no. No, 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 no. That, that, that's not how it works, my friend. It, that's not how it works at all. Th- th- there's a difference between vacation pay and vacation time. And at a minimum, okay, vacation pay would be 4% of whatever you've earned. So I, I am not uh, 
the best mathematician, but it's it's more than what they've paid you. So uh, so so that's wrong. Okay, that, that's completely wrong. So you have two options here. Uh, you can have me help you, or for this case, you probably want to go through the Ministry of Labor, and you may want to talk to them and file a complaint with them. Unlike with termination, they can help you with holiday pay issues, or, or a letter from me will do the trick as well. But no, you're absolutely right uh, to to call and to be concerned. They owe you more money. Not even a question. Yeah, I think they only paid me for my time and above, like my overtime. I think that's where that $800 right. came from. But I, I don't think they paid me for my base two weeks. So, or well, no, they, they got to pay you four like percent of whatever you earned. You know, whatever you weren't uh, since you were there, they owe you four percent of that as vacation pay. So you know, get a calculator, calculate four percent. It's easy, easy math. So obviously, it's uh, some, several thousand easily, uh, and and that's wrong. And a good lesson there for employers: you got to pay vacation pay, even if the person doesn't take vacation time. Okay, vacation pay has to be paid. You can't lose it. It doesn't go anywhere. You have to pay it. Corey, moving forward, you need to talk to Leora off air, 1-855-821-5900. We'll get to uh, Peter. Peter, good evening. How are you? Hi, not too bad. How are you guys doing? Good. What's uh, what's your concern tonight? So I'm calling for my sister. I'm just wondering if what her employer is doing to her is right. She's a, a registered ECE, so early childhood educator. So she's been working um, this new shift that they just gave her. They, she was having problems with her work, so she basically told them that you need to give me a better shift or I'm going to leave. So they gave her a new shift, a full one, because she'd been working split shifts before. So she had this full shift, and she had it for five days. She actually worked it. And then her employer came back to her and told her, oh, no, no, there's somebody else who gets this shift because seniority, they deserve it. And they took her off her new shift that they just gave her. Now, is she part of a union? No, she is not. Okay, uh, then that's good. So uh, if if that's what happens, they they give her a new shift, and then they say, well, we're not we're going to take it away. Yeah, once they give her a shift, arguably that becomes the terms of employment. So if they now change it, that may well be a constructive dismissal. So I want to talk to her more, and I want to see uh, I get some more details with her about the the shifts, what the new shift is that they wanted to do, and and, and the difference in compensation. They want her to now to work, but uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say they want her now to new because before she the new one they gave a nice shift just the plain hours from ten thirty to six thirty. But the new one they have her now is a split shift that has yeah. four hours of break where she's not going to even be paid in the middle of it. Yeah. Right. No, that, that's obviously a big change from the shift that that, that they had given her. So it, she she has an option now. Option one is to. Uh, continue working with this new split shift, and that's her call. Or if she would prefer, she can leave with compensation, with severance. So that's a decision she has to make. If she would like to consider the second option, which is leaving with severance because of a mm-hmm. constructive dismissal, I want her to give me a call before she leaves, before she quits, before she does anything. So you were right to obviously call here on her behalf, but get her to call me at the office. John will give you the number in just a sec. Uh, Let me chat with her and let me talk to her about how we get her out of there if that's what she wants. Peter, that number, 1-855-821-5900. Give Lior a call. Jordan, let me me slide you in quickly here, Jordan, just before we go to break. What's going on with you? Hey, guys. Good evening. Thanks for taking my call. Um, No worries. I'm calling on on behalf of a friend who just got let go from his work. Um, He's an AZ driver. Uh, he's 55 years old, and he's been working at the same place for about a year and a half. And uh, and, and also another point, uh, he was brought over from a competitor, which he was at for 15 years prior. So he was kind of like kind of enticed over. 
So just the usual questions. And, and, and he was just – he was called on a Thursday. He said, don't come in on Friday. We won't need you anymore. And that was it. So he's sitting at home for – it's been about a week and a half. Huh. Uh, usual questions like what's he entitled to, severance. Yep. Right. So on. Did they did they pay him any severance? Did they offer him any severance? They they didn't offer him anything. Like he has he has no idea what's going on right now. So I'm like, you got to call somebody. Okay. Well, yeah, he absolutely does, and he should really give me a call as soon as possible. But to, to answer your specific questions, yeah, of course, if he's now not going to be working there, he's owed severance. And even if he's only a year and a half employee, he's probably going to be looking at three, four, five months severance. Now, if we can establish that he was enticed and induced to leave a secure job, maybe they came to him and, and he wasn't looking to leave, but they came to him, he could be owed much more, potentially as much as a year's pay. So, so there's a lot to talk about here, and I want to connect with them as soon as possible. So get them to call me. Uh, yeah, obviously, there's no way they can do that without severance. It's illegal. That's just not possible. So he's owed compensation. Okay, okay Jordan? Yeah. Okay, Jordan? Appreciate it, pal. Call this number. Get your, get your friend to call this number as soon as you can. one 821 5900 to get a hold of Lior or Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We'll take a, a short break here. More of your phone calls coming up. 416-870-6400, star 640 on Celsius Employment Hour. Talk radio, AM 640. Dan in Etobicoke. Hey, Dan, how are you, pal? Not too bad. Good. What's your concern? So I work for an American company. I'm in a Toronto office. There's a number of uh, senior executives in the office. Recently, one of them departed for another job outside of the firm, and he had an, uh, an unusual number of hours of vacation that was uh, unpaid and accrued, about 800 hours. I have a similar amount, wow. actually 900 hours, and there's a couple of execs in the office have a similar amount. Caught the attention of the uh, American management team who... Uh, then wrote an email to employees that are still there to say, hey, we're, uh, we've been working on this for the past year, nonsense, and uh, we're revising our policy so that uh, beginning October 1st, 2017, you're going to be cut in half in terms of the unpaid uh, vacation hours that you have, so 400 for me or 450 or so. And then it's, it's a scale down from there over uh, the course of the next couple of years into 2020. Is that legal? Wow. So, so what you're saying is that they're going to take away your accrued and unpaid vacation pay. That's correct. No, that's not legal, man. It, it, it is absolutely not legal. They cannot do that. They cannot take anything that, that's, that's accrued. Uh, not, not to mention, I mean, the fact that it's illegal, but even if there wasn't strictly illegal, which it is, if it wasn't a violation of the Employment Standards Act, doing that would also constitute a constructive dismissal. So, no, they cannot do that. So I, I expect, you, you said you started this by saying it's an American company. Yeah. The reason why I, I'm, I'm mentioning that is because there's no doubt in my mind that this American company has not consulted with, with Canadian legal counsel. They've consulted with their own local counsel in the U.S. because in the U.S., I wouldn't be surprised if you could do that. No problem. Yeah, you can't do can. that here. Yeah. So this anybody. is a matter of how we best educate them. So one way to do that is why don't you have me sending a letter to them saying, I understand you're trying to do this. Here's why you're not allowed. I can even take them to the proper statute. They'll back off. I'll tell you right now they'll back off once they realize it's illegal. So this is not something that I think you should accept and, and just continue with. We're talking about thousands and thousands of dollars you're going to lose here. Yeah. So let, let's connect here. Let me do a letter. I think a letter should be the one thing that does this, and it should be pretty quickly, quick and easy. 
Dan, I mean, uh, Lior, some of the stories you get coming out of the States are amazing. I mean, the That's crazy, real, they have all the power down there. You know, it's not like Well, you. yeah, no, there's, they really could do anything they want, and there's nothing, there's no recourse that the employee has. Very different here, and some employers, uh, American employers, have a difficult time understanding that. Mm-hmm. To take someone's accrued vacation pay, that's nonsense. You <laughs> nice. can't do that. Ridiculous. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Mike, good evening. How are you? Hi, guys. Uh, thanks very much for taking my call. No worries. I've got a pre-employment question. And sure. the question, question is that I have an offer letter in front of me, and um, really the you know standard protocol with respect to you know they're looking for police checks which will come back you know with nothing on it. But one thing they did ask for is a credit check, and my concern is I had to recently declare bankruptcy about seven or eight months ago, and I've got a, a feeling that uh, that may go against me, and I just want to know whether or not can I be um, denied uh, a job um, based on the fact of my credit history. Yeah, uh, you know, it's unfair, but but there's strictly no legal protection here because of of, of the credit history. So, you know, should they be doing this? You know, we could talk about fairness and whatnot, but from a legal standpoint, there's nothing illegal about it. Mm. So if they choose to lose a good candidate because of something that's really unrelated to their job performance, I mean, that doesn't say much about them, but it's not illegal, Okay. Any idea why they would be asking that since it's really not related to the job? You know, I, I, I struggle to think that. I don't know. Maybe if you're, if you're I don't know, dealing with money. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I have to really think hard as to why they would want to know. I, I don't know that, that there's any connection there to the job. But, yeah. again, it's, it's not legal. It's probably just a standard thing that they've always, always done. Uh, maybe to see if there's any outstanding, uh, uh, war- not warrants, but if there's a, a, a outstanding uh, amounts that you owe the government, in which case they need to know that because they would have to remit money to the government. That could be a reason. Uh, but it, it's obviously unrelated to the job, but it's not illegal. Frank, let me uh, let me get you in here before we take a, a short break momentarily. Frank, what's, your, uh, what's going on with you tonight? Well, so I worked for a company for about seven years, and then I found out a few, like a two months ago that, hey, we're going to be laying you guys off in September. So I said, well, I better start looking for a new job. Um, I'm, if I find a new job, am I owed anything? Good call. So, Excellent call. So if you leave before they let you go, then you're not owed anything. Okay. Let's say on, on uh, Monday you quit, and on Tuesday they were going to lay you off. Then, no, you don't get anything. You're not owed anything. So uh, that would be a resignation. Therefore, I mean, it's your decision whether or not you, you want to leave before then. And certainly, if there's a great job opportunity, you may want to take it. But otherwise, if, if they let you go, then they owe you severance. If you leave before that, even if it's an hour before that, you're not going to get any compensation, any severance, Frank. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that, thank Frank. Uh, any more uh, information moving forward? One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to get a hold of Lior. We'll take one uh, final break here and get into our last few moments of the show. You got some time to call in four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty. On your cell, Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM640. We've talked about it several times. You've referred to it several times tonight, so we'll actually get to now give everybody some details on the uh, severance pay calculator. Tell me about it. You know, uh, we always have people that listen to us for the first time, so I really need to emphasize this because it's such an important tool, John. SeverancePayCalculator.com. What does it do? Exactly as the name suggests, it calculates how much compensation, how much severance you're owed if you just lost your job. So you go to severancepaycalculator.com, 
You input three pieces of information. That's it. Age, position, length of employment. And it tells you how much severance you're owed. If you lost your job, if your friend lost his job, if you're concerned about it, always the first place you go to, severancepaycalculator.com. And we'll get to uh, Hugh here in the last few moments. Hey, Hugh, how are you? Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. Quick What's question, happening? Quick question regarding the schedule for a settlement. At the moment, I'm happily employed unless my employer recognizes my voice. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming if it was, uh, say, a three- to four-week settlement that you're entitled to, the employer will cut you a check to get rid of you. If it's a longer thing, I'd say in excess of a year, how is that staggered? On regular, what would have been paydays or mm-hmm. lump sum or what? Good call. So about, about half of those settlements, you have a very good question, would be still lump sum. Other, the other half would be pay, uh, payable by what we call salary continuation. In other words, you get paid the same way you always right. have for the, the period of a year or eight months or right. two years, whatever it is that we ultimately agree to. So it really does depend. Sometimes it's a negotiating point. So sometimes they may say, tell you what, employer, uh, we're owed 18 months, but we'll accept 16 if you make it as a lump sum payment, no strings attached. Okay. So, so there's various machinations that we could do to negotiate okay. this, but it's not uncommon to get it as salary continuation. Uh, in other words, get it paid over time. Okay. And would be subject to standard deductions, CPP, UI, et cetera? So uh, another good question, and the answer is no. If done properly, uh, this should be be subject to taxes, but it will be taxed uh, at a different rate, and there will be no deductions for EI and CPP because uh, if we do it properly, it's going to be called what we call a uh, retiring allowance. That's just a tax term. That means that there's no uh, EI or CPP withheld off it, which is is better for the employee. And there's a, a withholding rate for taxes. You may owe more money or get money back when you do your taxes, but depending on how much money the employer pays you, you would have to withhold a flat amount of tax. Uh, but that's it. But there, there should be no deductions for EI or CPP. Super. Thank you for your Th- time, gentlemen. Thanks. Uh, thanks. thanks you. you appreciate that call. And that's another reason why I guess you got to think about doing the whole lump sum thing. You might, you know, you might get hit, uh, you know, the tax time next April, right? You got to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and oftentimes, you know, if someone came to me right now and they lost their job, I would say, well, let's see if we can get the agreement to agree to pay you your severance potentially in 2018, in January 2018. That may be beneficial for taxes. If you are going to get right. a huge lump sum payment now at the end of 2017, you may get dinged for taxes. So there's a lot of stuff that we could do to minimize the tax impact. But another one of many reasons, John, why you have to get some legal advice if you lost your job. And we'll take it for another night, my friend. Excellent work. And uh, thank you for calling in if you had a chance. If you didn't have a chance, one 821 5900 to get hold of Lior. It is Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And as we just mentioned, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out exactly the amount your severance should be and take a phone call and click on the bottom if you want to contact Lior at that point. Till next time, it has been the Employment Hour right here on Talk Radio AM 640.